Welcome to Loopcast. I am joined today by Mark Hauk, a familiar face to many of you here on the Loop team. Uh, thank you for joining us, Mark. And for those of you who don't know him, I will give you a, a quick overview, but then I'm going to let him just speak for himself. So in September of 2022, FBI agents arrested Mark at gunpoint in front of his wife and kids at his home in what I'm going to call a shocking display of intimidation uh, that prompted really a national backlash. And his arrest was in connection with an incident in which Mark had shoved a pro-abortion activist in front of a Planned Parenthood um, after the activist was threatening his 12-year-old son at the time. The Department of Justice claimed that this incident violated the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, or the FACE Act, and they threatened him with 11 years in prison and massive fines. But Mark beat the odds. He rejected the plea deal that they offered him. He was acquitted in January, but he's not done yet. Mark, you're suing the Biden administration's Department of Justice. That's a that you could have just let sleeping dogs lie. So what's going on? Well, I I thought letting sleeping dogs lie in August when my attorney contacted me was the right thing to do, but the government decided that the, that they wanted more and they wanted a, a greater piece of me. And so, uh, sadly, because of their recklessness, because of their the terrorization of my children, and, um, and the complaint lays it all out. Um, they proceeded to uh, arrest me in a manner which um, they're not allowed to do. Um, and frankly, it's against our constitution. It's against our rights. And um, you know, we got to hold them accountable for that. And um, you know, my children are the living, breathing, walking example of what happens when when tyranny comes to your door. And so um, that's where we're at. We have a we have a duty, a sacred duty as as uh, as citizens of this great nation to uh, protect other citizens from this happening. You know, I think uh, Martin Luther King said an injustice anywhere is an injustice for all everywhere. So this is where we're at in this time, in this culture. And, and um, you know, we're pursuing justice for our children, for my wife. Uh, we can get into the specifics, but, uh, but basically, um, you know, here we are. This is, this is a time that God has called us to. And, and uh, for such a time as this, uh, we are prepared and we are ready and we're, we're saying yes to all that God is asking of us. Yeah. And I, we know we talk a lot about our Catholic faith being under attack and you and I are Catholics. But I do want to emphasize, you know, for the listeners that this really is about preserving our American freedoms. And this is your, you taking a stand here and standing up for your family is something that could redound on so many. Could you tell us a little bit, you know, I, I had the privilege of hearing you speak recently about your decision to reject that plea deal. And to me, right. this, this, the lawsuit against the Department of Justice, now you taking it to them, seems like an extension of that in some way. Um, could you maybe talk a little bit about, you know, why, what was your motivation for, you know, not taking the easy out, not just saying, well, I got the acquittal and, you know, my family's safe now. So I can I can just enjoy the rest of my life. This won't happen again. I won my case against a big odds, David versus Goliath. Um, yeah. So what was your motivation there? Well, it is an appendage to uh, this lawsuit that is to to what we experienced. I mean, you really can't have one without the other. And so um, you know, we have 
as I said, that duty and out of the virtue of justice to to um, give to God what he's due and then give to others what they're due. And so when we talk about others, we're talking about the pro-life movement. We're talking about American citizens. We're talking about First Amendment right holders. And so, yeah, as we were you know, pondering all that, we could have, we could have taken that deal because it would have protected us uh, at least in the short run. And, and we would have had been able to walk away and not have to risk the potential of going to prison for 11 years or paying large sums of money, $350,000 in fines, or we're having the government take away your freedom for three to four years with probation. So look, there, there was a lot at stake there. And, and, and certainly knowing that that was the potential, knowing that the government has a 98% conviction rate when they come after you, you know, we, it was a roll of the dice, but it was, it, it was one of those things that's like our whole life up to that point uh, was was rejecting acting in such a way. So so for me to to choose to 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 choose, and I hate to say it, but some people might have taken it would take it a cowardly deal for me. It would have been a cowardly deal for me, and and that's not who I am, and that's not what my that's not who my wife married, and that's not that's not what I'm what I'm teaching my children. So it was an integrity moment. It was a gut check moment to say, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? I would say, Erica, it was the defining moment in my life. And so the what I would choose would determine the life I would continue to lead. And so for us, it was an easy decision to say, absolutely not. We're not taking it. But to know what, you know, what the repercussions would be of that and if I would even be here right now to talk to you, uh, we didn't know that. We had to trust in, in, in a higher power and God to to kind of take care of us if, in, in every way, you know, take my care of my children in every way. Um, if I couldn't be there to provide and protect for them and to lead them. So, so now that we're in this, you know, new kind of era, this post, um, you know, uh, trial for me, Dobbs era that we live in, you know, we have also this duty, right? Now, what does this look like for us? Um, yeah, we, we, we live the life of integrity. We chose, we, we won, but but now there's even more integrity being asked of me. Like, okay, um, you have a duty now to protect others. Um, do you want to like just insulate yourself and, and live on your little ranch and, and, and just kind of go about life as you know it? Or are you going to step up to the new platform that the Lord wants to give you and, and really be a voice of face for the weaponization of this government? And so I think that's what, what we said yes to. Well, praise God. Thank you. And I, you're the complaint we you touched on this briefly, but it does center on the trauma experienced by your children um, and your wife during this, you know, horrific overreach of federal power that came right to your doorstep. Um, how are they doing now, and what exactly are you seeking uh, as a result of the lawsuit? Yeah, well, it, going through the process of the lawsuit really helped us take stock in in what has happened and what these kids continually deal with. Because, you know, you go about your lives, right? You, you, you pick up the pieces and you, and you have the new normal, you know, you're, you're doing interviews, your kids are back in school, they're doing extracurricular activities and you think life is fine. But, you know, as you start to think about what happened and, and as you have to put this and you have to make this case, right, you have to show that uh, there has been damaging effects. And, and you know what, frankly, it's not even something you want to think about as a dad, you know, like, you know, where's, and even myself, like, so we all have PTSD, right? 
how could you not have post-traumatic stress when you wake up and M16 guns are pointed at you? And then how does the brain operate with that and the long-term effects of that? You know, we see it manifested and we know we have that PTSD because every time an unannounced guest comes on the property, we're all alarmed, myself included. Like, who is this? God forbid if it's a police officer coming on the property and it may just be for something innocent. You know, there might be something that happened that, you know, but, but you know what, there, there's tremendous, uh, bells going off in your, in your mind, in your heart. I have my son, my youngest boy come into my bedroom with my wife two nights ago and say, I had a nightmare. We all were killed. Like, where does that come from? You know, like, so the children haven't been sleeping well and they haven't since the trial, my wife has to give them, um, sleeping medications, uh, to help them over the counter stuff, but just to, to help them. Um, you know, you have you know, the residual effects of stress in the home and that's, we make the case in the, in the brief that, you know, there's been three miscarriages, you know, like oh, it's hard I'm to so know. Sorry. I know, I know you're, you have many children yourself, but you know, these things take its toll and we don't know how the body responds to these things, but it, look, it is what it is. And that's, and that's where we are. So, um, it has to be presented um, you know, the, the security measures that you now have to take just in society as a result of this, um, you know, people are angry at me on both sides of the aisle. You know, some people are supportive, some people are not, um, you know, we have to get security measures to protect our home. And, you know, we live with the reality that, you know, is today the day that, you know, another raid's going to come for some other reason, who knows, you know, these are just your thoughts, but I just given you a, a picture of, um, of life for us now, the new normal, so to speak. Right. So how how do you get through that? I mean, obviously, there's a monetary value you can put on the lawsuit, but there's not really any amount of money that could fix or make the PTSD go away or what you're dealing with go away. So where do you and Ryan Marie go, you know, for that strength that you need to get through this? Well, look, well, look, look the biggest thing that I haven't even mentioned is is the innocence that was stolen after 15 yeah. years homeschooling our children and, you know, forming them and protecting them and choosing the, the safety of the environment they live in and, and, and girding that and, and all, all the things that you do. And then for the government to come in in a reckless manner that they did and steal that in an instant, look, you can't put a price on that. You can't put a price on what that meant to these children and now what that means for their lives moving forward. So it's really hard to quantify when it came, when it comes to this lawsuit, um, this is just a first of, of another, of many that will come. So this first one is kind of like the preliminary, like, you know, what was the immediate effects? Like, you know, lost income, um, you know, uh, the, the, the things you had to, to put out to protect your family, the therapy, the stuff like that, you know, the, the stuff that you can quantify. But down the road in April, we're going to, there's going to be another filing, which is going to consist of punitive damages. In other words, like the punishment that the government must receive when they've done this to, to innocent people and abuse their power. Absolutely. So that's going to be even, that's another ratcheted level. And it's not that like, hey, this is a get rich scheme for the Hawk family. Like, I don't think the government's going to spend a dime, right? The whole point of it is just to hold them accountable. And that's the point. And you know what? If it was a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, the government wouldn't care. It's got to be punitive. It's got to hurt them. So, um, so we're just going to take those steps and, um, you know, we'll be open to guidance there and we've got great lawyers. 
So, um, you know, that's what we're doing moving forward. Praise God. Wow. Well, thank you so much, um, you know, for, yeah, for really just taking it for the rest of us in a way and just and putting it out there. Um, you know, I was asking around the staff, just, okay, if you could ask Mark any question, what would you ask Mark? And one of the, one of our, the editors came back and he was like, you know, my kids are around the stress of the reality of the news cycle just because of my work and that, you know, the sort of, you try to protect them, you homeschool or you send them to a really solid Catholic school or what have you. But how do you, how do you raise a child in such a, a world? How do you, how do you maintain their innocence knowing that they're growing up in a world that is inimical to their faith and to the whole environment you've created for them growing up? So just dad to dad, what would you say to him? Well, look, you got to be intentional about uh, helping your kids. This is why Mark Jr. was with me at Planned Parenthood when he turned 12, because I saw that as a rite of passage. He's the oldest. So, um, you know, I was trying to initiate him and I, and I still am, right? I mean, we're still engaged and there's a new layer of initiation as you deal with like the, the consequences of engaging the culture. That's the lesson we're on now, right? The first <laughs> yeah. lesson is, is engaging the culture. And now we're on the lesson. You're of, on like, okay, engagement 101. And now you're on like graduate school level. Engagement. Well, you, for, for sure. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so for him as a, as a 14 year old boy now, you know, he's, he's learning things that we're learning together, even he and I. So <laughs> there's a wonderful, um, you know, blessing in that, you know, the way you can journey with your children. Uh, at the same time, they still need much guidance and they need your patience and your encouragement with the other children who are not as mature or able to process, you know, you, you just have to be very vigilant. So when it comes to, you know, where they're at and the innocence that's been stolen or, or what you can still control and protect, you know, kids are resilient. They have a tremendous resilience to a lot of things. And I think God's given them that grace to, to forget some things, um, you know, and, and to see the good in, in, in things as well. So we got to highlight the good. We can't, we can't all be doomsday and like, we got to see the joy. We are an hallelujah people, right? We, we got to see resurrection. You know, the, after the acquittal was a resurrection of me, essentially restored, re, you know, brought back to the home and restored in my duty and my roles as father, as husband, as, as leader, protector, provider. And so there, there's that joy in that. So you can, we can't forget that. Let's not spend too much on the darkness, you know, uh, and focus on the good. Yeah. Amen to that. All right. Uh, this has been great. I would like to just, again, extend the gratitude of Catholic Vote. The whole staff, we're praying for you. Um, you. We're uh, the loop. The loop family is we're gathering spiritual bouquet to just bring you behind us because we do know the, uh, the odds are the odds are once again, Mark, David versus Goliath suing the federal government. Um, but at the same time, the battle belongs to the Lord. So thank you for all that you've done. You're in our prayers. May he purify all our intentions. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Okay. Thanks, Erica. Always good to be with you. God bless you and Catholic vote. All right. God bless.